are listening to an Atomic Broadcasting production. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the feature presentation. And remember, do your part, such as like, comment, rate, and don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an Atomic Time. Hey guys, Jordy again with a quick reminder for you. We are in the middle of our hiatus, so we do have some bonus episodes coming for you. Uh, One that we'll get to right as soon as I finish talking here, and then another one coming down the pike here. We will be back with the official resumption of the main content on the 5th of February with our recap episode. That way, if you forgot some details from book one, or if you've got some friends you're trying to get into the show, but you can't quite convince them to listen to 30-some episodes to get caught up, You could just jump right in there and be all ready to jump into book two with us here in February. It's February 5th that that recap episode is coming out. In the meantime, not only do we have the two bonus episodes that'll be coming out on this feed, we also have our secondary feed, the Atomic Broadcasting Variety Hour. We're going to be releasing a three-part side adventure that we did over there. Uh, Mostly the same cast. Uh, Sven couldn't make it for that one, so we did have a couple bonus guest appearances that appeared for that adventure. Uh, There's also a short run of a Delta Green adventure that that story, it's all wrapped up first season, so you can listen through that one. It's a bit of a tidy arc if you're dying for a little bit more atomic broadcasting content in the middle of this hiatus. Anyway, just wanted to give you that quick update, and now I'll turn things back over to our gang for our retrospective episode. It's the thoughtful, thoughtful, fun day music. It's a beautiful, I like the xylophone. We're not supposed to acknowledge <laughs> it, though. <laughs> Breaking all of the rules. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this special bonus episode. Uh, we are here, the cast of The Written and the Lost. We're going to do a quick Q&A session here right after the close of book one. So right now we don't have a ton of questions from the peanut gallery, as it were, but we do have a few questions that our players have. I might even have a couple questions here and there for the players. So we're going to just kind of dive into that and just do some Q's and A's. But I'm going to go ahead and start us off with the first question. I'm going to kick over to our CEO of Atomic Broadcasting, Sam. How did we even get started on this project for The Written and the Lost as an actual play show? Well, I think we got started in the way that most everybody almost starts but doesn't start. We spent about two years playing games being like, hey, what if we made this a show? And then we didn't. And then we kept going. And then we brought it up again. And then we didn't. And we kept going. Then we brought it up again. We didn't. And then we started writing uh, an audio show. I started writing the script with my friends, Abby and Michael Jenkins. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then we started recording that. And then uh, we didn't. I didn't really like it, so we stopped. <laughs> And then I was like, you know, we have all this stuff. Let's just go for an actual show. I think that's the order of how that went. And so I was like, I want to do a show. And I was the GM at the time. And I was like, I don't want to run it because I'm getting tired of running two plus year campaigns, but I like playing in them. So, of course, I work with Jordy. So I just looked over at Jordy and said, hey, Jordy, I'm thinking about that thing again. Of course, we've just said that like 10 times by this point. And he was like, and I was just like, I want us to do this show, but I think you should run it. And he said, I have some ideas. And then uh, we started going and actually recruiting our group, all of which we almost immediately thought of, except for one person at this table. 
And then we. <laughs> oh no! They all which one is that? <laughs> Who was it? It was Sam. Oh. And <laughs> so then we spent countless lunches devising and talking, and then the got everyone the together, together, bought all the equipment and stuff, and then Jordy, I guess, started working on all this stuff. How that? How did that process go for you, Jordy? The whole um, now that the network was established and we were working on the show. How did that process of actually making the show go for you? Uh, so it was a really interesting process. I kind of juggled around the idea for a while of running a pre-written adventure because I'd listened to a lot of and seen that other people do a lot of actual plays where they do a pre-written story. And it just didn't really grab me. Anytime I'd been a game master, I'd done my own stories. And I was like, I just don't know if I'll have the investment if I'm doing somebody else's story. And that actually reminds me, if I can jump in, um, we'd actually sit, put a Reddit post out asking people if they preferred homebrew shows or actual play shows. And it was like 50, 50. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, Oh, well, let's ask. Then it might help us decide. <laughs> it is like 50, 50 people <laughs> like both. We were like, well, okay. That didn't make anything. Worse. You can't go wrong. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about this. I didn't get to vote. Well, it was, you weren't on that subreddit, I guess. I guess I, I was not part of the group yet. That wink, was a long time. It was in the, well, I just posted it in the 2E subreddit, the Pathfinder 2nd oh, oh, Edition oh, subreddit. Oh, yeah. This was back early in the pre-production, so this was over a year ago, back when this wow. happened. Um, so at that point, I was like, okay, I kind of want to do our own story, but I don't really have any good ideas. And then I started my first time through the Monster Hunter World DLC, where they unlock this like new icy region. And I was like, man, this place is cool. I like the vibes of this icy region. And I was like, Hmm. Maybe if we did an adventure in an icy region, and that was literally where the entire story came from. Was I want to go to the north? <laughs> I love that idea. Is uh, is that why our uh, pre-play like because we did pre-play before we did this just so we can like mesh together and everything, kind of understand some things. Is that why you chose that adventure or no? It was actually just one of the more recent published adventures, and I was just like, this one sounds fun. Let's play it. Yeah, it really helped out because we want we had the equipment, we wanted to test it, so we started a campaign, and it yeah. was literally the neighboring country with mm-hmm. the Mammoth Lords' quest for the Frozen Flame mm-hmm. with Pacano, everyone's Screw. favorite NPC. Screw Pacano. Screw Pacano. <laughs> he killed me. Go and me. Go die in a hole, Pacano. Such a jerk. I miss the Berry Bros. Berry oh, Bros. Yeah, Berry Bros. <laughs> Anybody who's going to play that is going to go, where are the Barry Bros? Yeah. <laughs> Who are they? Who's the Barry Bros? A can, canon uh, group of folks that just live in the background. They yeah. do no harm. They're not a boss. Mm-mm. They're not. They're not. They're just. They they're are just there. there. Mm-hmm. They are always there. All their names start all right, with J. All right. Everybody. Yeah. If I- Anybody who's listening. If you're going to make a campaign for Pathfinder, include the Barry Bros. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I want to see that in writing so other people can I enjoy mean, them. You don't even need details. They're just <laughs> bros. <laughs> Who like berries. Yeah. They pick berries. Yeah, but with the getting the production of the show going and everything, we actually uh, you may not know this. A lot of these episodes are recorded well in advance of when they actually come out. <gasps> uh, we actually no. started recording in January of 2023. <laughs> yep. It's been that long. So yeah. if you just kind of look back at when the first episodes came out, you'll see there's a bit of a lag time there. I mean, it's <laughs> July. Right yeah. now, <laughs> as we're recording this, we just released episode twelve. Oh, is that wrong? Eleven? I think eleven's coming out on Monday. Oh, I bet God. this bonus Hang episode. On. No, I come think out eleven just came out. Hey, oh editor. My gosh. 
Hang on, I'm looking at Spotify. You can't hear our editor most of the time. He sits in the back. He's nice. Okay, so after looking at Spotify, we just released episode 10 on Monday. Yeah. So we're about to drop episode 11. Noise. That's how so anyway, we recorded a bit before you guys get to see it. So, yeah, so we did the pre play, and then from there we just kind of jumped into yeah. it. And now we're here. But there were some things that happened before we actually started getting playing, like making characters. Woo! Does anyone want to talk about how they came into their came about with their character? (laughs) (laughs) Hey Petite, hey Petite, you're new to role playing games and haven't done a lot. What was going through your head when you decided you wanted to play a little Magus? Other than. (laughs) <laughs> so that kind of did go through my head. Um, I'll be honest. Um, every character that I've ever created has just have been so off the wall. Cause it's true. I don't understand so any of the mechanics and like it, until this campaign, I still don't really get it. I didn't understand how spell casting worked or like spell books or anything. So like playing anything that can cast spells, I was just like, Hey, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that. So I didn't really have a plan. Um, when it came down to it, most of my character creation started from I have a concept and I'm going to build off of that one concept. And wouldn't you know it, the concept started as I started watching and I haven't finished it, surprisingly, the first three episodes of Sandman. Ooh. So oh. I don't think I've ever told anybody that. Wait, I don't so think you, you didn't did. finish the first three episodes, <laughs> or you didn't finish the show? I haven't finished the show. Um, <laughs> I don't even. Know mostly because is. I got rid of Netflix. Um, the Sandman by but Neil Gaiman. The Sandman. I just after watching those first couple episodes, I was like, man, he's a very dark character <sighs> with somewhat of a light-hearted you know, feel to him, like, you feel sympathetic towards him, but at the same time, he scares the crap out of me. And I kind of thought that, I was like, okay, so I'm going to make a character that that's wow. just kind of creepy, kind of lighthearted, <laughs> and by this point, you know... Super pale. <laughs> yeah, super pale. <laughs> super pale. Um, and, and at this point, of course, this has built onto it, someone who absolutely doesn't know how to read the room um multiple rooms what or or holes or dungeons or (laughs) cages or doors or tunnels or i'm surprised i'm not dead yet you you know Um, (laughs) i never would have guessed that he was at all based on morpheus no really but like once you say it's like yeah yeah i actually (laughs) see that i see that but i would have never guessed that Morpheus was an inspiration. I was going to say character. the same thing. I was going to be like, I would have not guessed, but you said I'm like that makes sense. That, yeah, yeah. Um, and and like I said, it every episode or every time I build onto it, I just kind of do something that's very similar to his theme. Um, not Morpheus, but that original dark, lighthearted type of guy. And of course, at this point, we haven't really seen much of his story, so I can't go into that. As to why he's dark yet lighthearted. Um, but I can say that every single thing that he's built on has all be been a part of that. So um, in one of the most recent episodes, I used uh, Vomit Swarm, which technically it's supposed to be a bunch of different pests and whatnot. But I thought, hey, spiders are scary. I'm just going to go with spiders. Spiders that are that pests. Is a pest. um, but it's supposed to be like a mixture of like roaches and yeah. spiders and ants yeah, and beetles and junk. Spiders are terrifying. Um, 
but uh, that and then I have fear and like message and can you you can imagine just sitting there and hearing somebody just whisper in your ear something creepy and that was like that's exactly what the fear would do (laughs) (laughs) just whisper in your ear (laughs) so so what made you what drew you to the magus class so actually that's a funny story too um (laughs) (laughs) so funny actually i can't (laughs) (laughs) it's not like funny haha but more like funny like oh (laughs) i can't really divulge too much of it that's okay but whenever i was talking to jordy about how my character um worked and everything the original concept was i will use a bow but i do not use arrows and Jordy was like, oh, so are you going to be, like, using your spells along with your bow? And then that you could use the um, the spell strike and everything with that. And I don't know. There was something to do with Magus and using your weapons and spells and all kinds of things. I still don't fully understand it. I can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've spell striked, like, once? <laughs> I well, think a total, yeah. I don't have a lot of the action economy, because to spell strike, you have to have the two actions mm-hmm. to actually do the thing, and then you have to have one action to recharge that spell strike. And by the time I've done that, I can't move. I can't do anything. So at that point, I can't really get into position to spell strike. So um, you're supposed to use one action to get up to where you want, spell strike and then next round use an action to recharge but then i can't move also also you have to, uh, at that point some sometimes i can't even get to that point to recharge it because either we've gone through an entire round that's true and we've killed the thing that's true so it's like what's the point of going there and um, then using it and not i, I, I mean know. fair enough man fair enough they haven't been doing bad not Mm-mm. using it. Nobody's died. No. Yet. Yet. It's yeah. been very close a very few times, close. but no one's actually On one crossed that line. Person. What? No, actually, there was another one that was almost dead. Huh? Uh, we all, except for oh, Zafir, all guy who almost jumps died. out of a sure. window. I don't recall Hamir ever almost dying. Okay, we don't Hamir's talk about Hamir right now. Yeah. He's a freaking traitor. We can <laughs> talk about Hamir. I don't want to talk about Hamir. Get back in the fridge, Sam. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! It's a callback to a different episode. Hey, you know which episode we just recorded? <laughs> <laughs> we had we haven't told Sam to get in the fridge yet. Ah, oh, <laughs> no! It's a call forward. Call forward. Wibbly wobbly. Foreshadowing. It's a future reference. Spoilers. We're doing the Q and A from the fridge. From the we're all in the refrigerator right it's very now. Very cool. So if anybody's listening is not understanding what that means. Just wait. Just keep listening. Wait, wait for the for next Monday. episode. Yeah. You'll find out. One day. <laughs> um, that sounds cool. Well, I like Zafir. He's been very interesting. He's grown on me. He grew badly for Hamir. <laughs> Hamir did not like Zafir. So bad he left. I liked him enough to beat him up when he was... <laughs> 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 That's true. All right. Well, that sounds great. I like your character. It's cool stuff. I'm curious to know about Sven because I know Sven went through like four classes <laughs> before deciding on wizard. Remember so when I he was a know. druid? I do remember and when he was, he was sold a druid. to be a druid. Then he suddenly wasn't a druid, and we're like, we have no wisdom or healing now, <laughs> <laughs> and we panicked. That's <laughs> true. Not my fault though. Not really my fault though. 
Um, so what inspired you to create Uber? What was it? <laughs> what wasn't it? No. <laughs> um, honestly, what, what really started it off was is I wanted to play a different spellcaster other than like sorcerer or something like that. So a, a prepared spellcaster. And I was like, ah, oh, druid seems like it'd be pretty cool. So I started creating this, uh, this, this old and wizened dwarf, and you know, kind of building his story and backstory. And the more I built it and fleshed it out, and the more I kind of discovered more about Uver, I realized that Druid did not fit him at all. <laughs> um, I and. Uh, Everybody already knows this, but I, I started with the idea of Runescard. And oh, you can, I, d- I didn't know well, that. I didn't know you started with yeah. that. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that didn't was your original that. idea. Yeah. That, that, was, that was part of the original idea was starting out with Runescard. I didn't know how Jordy was going to use it, but... Um, <clears throat> so the more I built upon that idea and, and, and fleshed him out is, is where I realized that Druid just it didn't fit him. So that's how I switched to Wizard at the last <laughs> minute. <laughs> Yeah, I talk talking with our GM. It also made sense. So yeah, um, I could not imagine Uver as a druid right now, mm-hmm. at all. Right, it doesn't fit. So I think wizard was a good yeah. call. And I think it was like barely a month until we started when you were like, "I'm gonna be a wizard." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, but. I, I've been enjoying them. Uh, the accent was a complete accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a completely idea in my head of what I was going to do, and then I opened my mouth to start my prologue, and this is the accent <laughs> that came out. It and I kind of just kept it going. Okay, so my favorite bit of feedback we've gotten is about your voice. How, <laughs> what you know, is it? How I, we were told that so-and-so said that you sounded like a French vampire. <laughs> 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 and I love it. It's just so wonderful. That is beautiful. I think that comment just ruins uh, Uver's voice for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really like his voice. But I'm just so going to be like, good. what a that's, French little vampire. That's Uver, amazing. The French um, vampire. But I think it was really cool to see you do Dwarf again because in our last campaign we played that Jordy ran that we call the Shredded Throne. I don't know if it's really come up at all in the show. It might have. It has. But you, after... We almost beat your old character to death, and then he actually did die. Um, (laughs) You brought in a dwarf alongside me, and I think that was your... Was it your first time playing a dwarf? Because you seemed so into them. That was was my first time playing a dwarf, yeah. And is that what made you just want to play another dwarf? I like like dwarves for some reason in Pathfinder. I do... Which is funny, because I'm actually really tall. But I connect with them. You're usually an elf guy. Yeah, I'm usually an elf guy. Usually we say he's like an elf person. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's been really cool to see you start like a journey of discovering dwarves, and you seem so interested in them. I like them. I just I like their mechanics and and, and their history that you can build with them. Just fun. Yeah, I like it. It's cool. Yay! I like your character. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, thank you. He's a forgetful old man, but we love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I was kind of curious about the aspect of forgetting things. Was that ever on the plate for Uver? Or was that completely so. a Jordan? <laughs> Story about that. <coughs> now, funny, haha, or funny, oh, or funny. Ew. 
Uh, pro- probably actually funny, haha, because it's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, if I, I've already, I've already brought up that he's 300 years old, right? <laughs> um, and Jordy just sent me this message one day on discord. It's like, Hey, so, uh, just, you know, just for some ideas, how, how do you feel about it? Like having your character just for, you know, the reason why he's still technically level, what do one level one, level one, <laughs> why is this level one? Maybe he has like some memory issues or something like that. And I just went, Oh yeah, sure. That, that can, that can kind of make sense. Completely forgot about that conversation. <laughs> so utterly just went one ear out the other, like buried in messages on Discord, like gone. The irony. It. And then Jordan's Very like, brand. you don't remember. What? <laughs> so ironically, you didn't remember not remember. Ironically, I didn't remember not remember. I have that written Beautiful. down in my quotes from one of the episodes. <laughs> So, yeah, whenever you hear Uver being very shocked that he doesn't remember something, it's not just Uver. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's very fun because I thought uh, you and Jordy, like, had an end goal for, like, what you're forgetting. Cause, and I have an idea. I have theories. I'm theory crafting. But um, I, I didn't know you had no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea what I've forgotten, where I'm going, what caused it, and, and what I can or cannot remember. Beautiful. Sounds like know. exactly how I play all the so games. So you all will get to join this <laughs> journey with Uver with me. <laughs> all we know is the Groom Gear Forest. All we know yep. is the Groom Gear Forest. <laughs> yep. And that shows off. And by this point, you guys have heard of my prologue, so. Yeah. Well, I haven't. I haven't. Well, you, well I have now not. you know where this was recorded. You guys haven't heard of my prologue. Yeah, I'm yet. waiting for it. We're still secret out. from each other, which we haven't done that in a while. Another, like, secret session. Yeah. Except for my prologue for my new character that we just recorded few days ago but yeah I, I like i think that's a good example of a character that the player has a lot of good ideas for but is also kind of just lets go and lets the gm come up with a lot of plot hooks and play with the story and kind of do what they want to do with it oh he's 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 th- thrown me around <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's really fun to just talk with jordy about like this is my character what do we let's just talk about what things that might happen in the story or what kind of directions to take the character and things that happen to them. I'm sure. The deeper we get into the show, the more excited I am for you guys to start unraveling all of the ridiculous and secret ways that your character's stories are actually like majorly involved in the storyline of this world. I'm scared. I'm scared too. Oh my. So on, on, on that, I've talked with Jordy, or I've tried to talk with Jordy about my character just so I can have like some sense of direction. And every time I get met with, your time is coming at level 13. <laughs> <laughs> so specific. So be watching wow. if Howard survives. You'll get yeah. some really juicy yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just remember, if you die, I... Okay. Speaking of juicy things... <laughs> I don't like where you're going with <laughs> that. Your character having good story to wait come. How, what inspired you to create this character that you play? Can I finish that sentence? Yeah, oh. sure. I thought you were done with that sentence. No, it's a spoiler. No, it was about to be a spoiler, but I'm fixing it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Just remember, if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Alward was actually very fun to make. Um Nothing really inspired it, <gasps> but I remember uh, I we we it was the during the psychic playtest, 
Oh yes, oh. yes! I ran the play test mm-hmm. for the new, and we fought, and we created the the Hog Father. The you weren't what? at that the, one. No, Hogfather. Jordy, Jordy ran the psychic play test. test. Right. Why does that sound so familiar? What is the Hogfather? Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, so it's it's a uh, what's his name? The Discworld stories. Hogfather. Oh, it's like they're it's Santa like Claus. They're Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. Or, I'm just imagining a like father. a boar in there's a, a good special. Da- you should watch like it. Like a dad yeah. outfit. That's what happens in our game. Sorry, go on. The, yes, I remember the one you're yeah. talking about because we had two thaumaturges and two psychics. Yeah, and uh, each uh, psychic was doing. Um, I was the the intellectual based psychic, and somebody else was the charisma based psychic. And Jordy was uh, jamming that. What what level were we? You were like thirteen. Seven. Seven. seven? I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were yeah. level seven, and I made him the exact opposite. The Shisk with no the name. Shisk with yeah. no <laughs> name. The Shisk Abby with no name. Abby was in that one as a thaumaturge. Uh, I made my kid, because Sam was telling me about his thaumaturge and how like creepy he was going to make it. Love thaumaturge. So I made him like specifically to be terrified of Sam's thaumaturge. That's true. Cedric was a little creepy. <laughs> he was very creepy. He had a baby doll that he would just like, he, I, it was creepy. Wasn't Cedric like the prototype for Hanier too? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I played him in another. I forgot what it was. Um, like if it was a pretest or anything, but somebody needed an extra player, and I was like, I'll play and I'll bring in this character. And sort of he in that he sort of just became like really neurotic and like wanted to know random things about the room. Weren't you jamming that as well? Yeah, that was the haunted house one. Yeah, that was the, that was fun. Um, and then I really liked the idea and I really liked wanting to play around with, um, sort of that kind of person. I think that got lost in translation somewhere, which is fine. It happens when you get to play a character. Uh, but then for like a story, I wanted to play around with the idea of control, uh, and not having it, um, and timey wimey nonsense. And that's, that's basically it. That's all. That's all. And thus Alward was born. Yeah, and thus Alward was like born. Many of your characters before him, we will <laughs> soon devolve into not pronouncing his name and just making guttural sounds. <laughs> like, for example, Agerfirth. <clears throat> that was one of his characters what? whose name was Alabaster yeah. Agerfirth. Yeah, Alabaster Agerfirth. And we started um, just calling him Alabaster Agerfirth. And that's what because, it got down. Uh, he was one of my favorites. Okay. He, had, he likes A names. I do. I he had does. Atticus, Alward, Alabaster. Congratulations. All in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. You've only abandoned one of those characters. Amazing. I've abandoned none of them. See, I don't think abandoning characters is a good idea, but here we are. Sam. Yeah. Hey, Mir. What about me? Yeah. That was my transition to talk so, about yeah, you. What inspired you oh, to create Hey, Mir? Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> what didn't first of all, when I heard there was a thaumaturge class being even worked on i was like i'm playing that for the through this podcast <laughs> and i was like this is a great class i love the class it was like the one occultist inspiration Sh- shared the same inspiration for it so i was down for it and then uh when we finally were gonna do a play test for it i made one i made cedric a thaumaturge tiefling who was really creepy also had a chalice. He also drank the chalice. He he, his, he had his horns like a wreath, like a Caesar's wreath. Oh. And when he, you could like his skin was partly translucent and stuff. Anyway, I played that that character 
And presumably I understood the Thaumaturge better than how they wrote him. Because once they actually released it, it was the way I intended him to be played. Which didn't work with the playtest rules. Mm -mm. But then they made the real rules and it was exactly how I played him. I remember remember that confusion too. Because I was like, why are you playing the character like this? The mechanics clearly are a totally different character. And then the full version came out and I was like, oh no, you're right. (laughs) I knew what they needed. I knew. It's my class, gosh darn it. (laughs) And then... uh, we were working up to the then we were working up to playing the preplay and i made a bunch of different thaumaturges i tried so many different concepts i had a mummy at one point um and then we got to the playtest and i played a thaumaturge <laughs> and uh that that guy was pretty fun um I'm blinking on his name. I really like it. Starts with a K. Kamea. Kamea. Wait, I thought Kamea was a kineticist. No, no. Um, Weira. Is oh, a right. Kamea died. Oh. I thought that was something off Dragon Ball Z. No. <laughs> Kamea. I played Kamea. Kamea. He had the mirror implement, and he was a mirror arc, uh, mirror, yeah. uh, whatever, ancestry. Significantly Lineage. less it was creepy. so cool. Less creepy. I loved him as a character, yeah. and then he got murdered by Pacano. Screw you, Pacano. Freaking Pacano. I tried to make you a Pacano. better person, and you killed me for it. <laughs> and Willie, um, Willie Mays tried to save him, but yeah. he got stabbed, too. <laughs> That's true. And then, um, so I made about 20 different characters with Jordy, which were all thaumaturges. <laughs> and, and I'm sure he loved my 20 different concepts that were all worked off of each other. Yeah, and let me tell you, as a fly on the wall for, like, half of their conversations about his characters, it got real confusing real because you were so vague every time well when you were around yeah you know? <laughs> so I, I i was like which character's what as a member of the conversation it got real confusing <laughs> <laughs> that's true i just need that's how so that's typically how i make characters is i make like 20 different character concepts and just bounce them off of people i don't need them to fully understand what i'm doing i just need opinions and thoughts about things so then it wasn't until we were talking and i was like well i want to do this weird entity which at the time we talked about being like some fae prince that was cursed or something that definitely went out the window but i was like we were like who could that guy be played by and i was like oh it could be um willem dafoe and you're like no 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 this other guy i forget who you said you gave another british actor i gave a lot i i think it was like john hurt was on that yeah. list and then i was like because okay, i like to think about actors playing characters sometimes to help willem dafoe and then i was like british well <laughs> Yeah, I, I said some other British actor. And that implies no. Willem Dafoe is <laughs> not British. But then that made me think, oh, Willem Dafoe could make a good basis for this character. And that was literally the thing that tied it up for me, that I got the character finished, was just thinking of Willem Dafoe in this role and helped just sculpt Hamir as a character. Nice. And I just kind of took a couple themes. I took desperation, selfishness, and kind of just built the character based off of those words. And w- when got some more words from Jordy and changed some definitions and stuff. And then I was like, you know, Hamir is a character. And I designed him this way to be possibly a permanent character, but have really good outs to not be a permanent character for multiple reasons. Sam wow. does that a lot. He left. So. He definitely took the selfishness <laughs> part of that. I, yeah. I do have a reputation of switching characters. Uh-huh. Well, but like half of, over half of them die. Yeah. And when they do leave, it's because it makes sense. But the other half don't die. Yeah, but they leave for <laughs> a good reason, typically. I think every time I've played with you, 
you've had a character leave for one reason or another, and none of them have actually we, died we, we except for Kamea. <laughs> we won't argue the good reason bit. It's just the fact that and, no. yeah, for every the dwarf. Well, and, and Inglis, yeah. I Inglis guess, died, left but. and then came back and then died. <laughs> that was fun. Torkovorzik left, but he was special. Yeah, Torkovorzik. <laughs> yeah. He's um, still out there in the world. I always <laughs> love you, my Vesk from Starfinder, ported into Pathfinder for one session. Special guest. <laughs> Who Torka killed Vorzik two of the around. main enemies of the campaign and then just left the it next was, session? Hey, <laughs> that gone. was a beautiful boss <laughs> moment, and we love him really, for it. Three. Yeah. Three of the main uh, bosses. It's yeah. still. Torkovorzek still holds the fastest slaying of vampires yeah. in that Truly. whole campaign. Yeah. Truly. But, yeah, I mean, and then that kind of just developed into Hamir. And I, I wanted him to be a father. That was a big part. So he's looking for his daughter. And then him leaving. We kind of actually, me and Jordy, played around with a lot of different ideas for what to do with Hamir. And when we got really close to it, we decided you know, this actually seems like the best idea. And we've talked about more for possible future stuff with Hamer, but we decided this was actually fit really well narratively. And so Hamer has left you all. That's fine. Traitor. I mean, it's not fine, but it's fine. It's fine. Also it's fine. pretty early on, I had talked with Jenkins about having our characters be more directly connected. It didn't get as direct as I originally intended it to be. Because he didn't really play ball. And then he would just kind of <laughs> do what you want and connect it somehow. Well, Not all of us how like it ended sports. up being. Okay, so. Because okay. I, I wanted to remain vague about everything. Yeah, that's that's the issue. I, I wouldn't. We, could, we didn't have to be vague about how we're connected. No, but you, especially with how you had our characters connected, I would need to know some things, but you didn't. You, it, we just settled on basically. I knew your father in the war, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's kind of what we settled on. But we decided to make your father a ghost in my head. Yeah, and like, how how can I help with that if you won't tell me that he's a ghost in your head? You could have been better. Your disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of disappointments, let's talk about Nero. <laughs> Abby is ready to take Petit out. You want to go, bro? <laughs> hey, I love Nero. She's great. She can, I, was, down right I was just waiting. Were. I was waiting for a transition. And, and you chose that? I have a better transition. Speaking of characters who always have tons of trauma, Abby, what? you made a character also presumably what? with lots of trauma because your characters always have lots of I trauma. I don't know what you're talking about. I okay, so yes, historically I do create characters with a ton of trauma <laughs> and very large backstories. Which we love. Jordi yeah. especially. Yeah. I don't know how much Jordi actually loves it. I love reading like all of the pages of like <laughs> flashbacks and novel style she sends me and then go, Wow, I have a really good idea of how this character can work in things. How on earth am I going to make all of this relevant aside from just me knowing this backstory? You don't have to make all of it relevant if you don't want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, one of my favorite characters that I've played for, gosh, over two years. In two campaigns. In two different campaigns. And I know nothing about that. Has a very traumatic, very long backstory. And the backstories are completely different. Okay. In both of those campaigns. Okay. What, I have, been what a, do you want? I have been a player in both campaigns yeah. with this character, yeah. Lero. 
I know maybe 10% about Aliro as a character. There's a point. In both campaigns. There's a reason for that. I know nothing about her. So, What do you want? To, to pile on, <laughs> I was also in both campaigns. Granted, the first one I joined in the way later half, but I was in both campaigns. I know like 2% about both of them combined. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Pachit, you have another question? So, so to pile onto that, I know nothing about those characters. You played with Alero in Shrouded Throne. I was you not in Shrouded Throne. He was the, oh, that's right! So. But, 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 to, but to talk about that, Sorry. you may not tell others your backstory, but that really shows through in your character, and that is the best part. The Shrouded Throne was Jordius' GM and all of us but Petit. This yeah. podcast yeah. is just that group where we put Petit. I'm sorry. You're just in in my mind. You are also there in that yeah. campaign. I'm sorry. Were there any any uh, ex- no. extremely terrible jokes? or? Yes. Multiple. Okay, it, it's well. a pack, it's, I could see the confusion. It's, it's a okay. tabletop yeah. RPG game. I want you know. more of a Lero's backstory. Gosh darn it! You'll get it when you get it. <laughs> to be fair, that campaign's not over yet. Yeah, we're, we're still very early. This we're is supposed not... to meet again. We're halfway through it. We're supposed to go. This is the written and the lost. This is not the shrouded throne. So therefore, this is not the place for you to learn a Lero's backstory. Oh this yeah, is let's the place talk about Nero's. Yeah. yeah. So Nero's. what about Nero's? What about the other character we know not little about? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> with that being said, with me creating characters that have an ungodly amount of trauma in their backstory. I chose not to do that for this campaign. I've noticed. Um, And I also chose not to write a novel of a backstory for Jordy. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he has very little compared to what I usually give him. Maybe like a third of what I have for a lyric. Do you you like that? Yeah or nay? (laughs) How do you feel about it? I feel torn. wrong. Do you the want more? The more people give me, the more I've got an understanding of who their character is, what they care about, where they're going, things like that. It really helps me to have an understanding of, oh, if I put this in this scene, this is how this character will react to that. Okay. Well, I may give you more. Well, I, was I don't about know. To say, and here comes the novel. No, <laughs> I'm too busy for that. Watch your inbox tonight, Jordy. Oh, dear Lord. So Let's when I was thinking about <laughs> Nero's, um, She's really a compilation of like three characters that I had floating around in my head. And I knew I wanted her to be an orphan. At first, she had the ward background. So she was uh-huh. raised in someone else's home. Um, but then I was like, eh, I'm not really vibing with this. I can't cr- really create a story very well for this. So then I was like, what if she's just in an orphanage? So that's what I did with her. Um, but I still wasn't sure what class to make her. Um, and I played around with a couple of them. Um, and what I kept going back to was Sorcerer. Um, and she has no idea where these powers come from. All she knows is that she started to be able to use magic at a young age. Um, and people kind of were afraid of her because of that. But And the tentacle arms. And the tentacle arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's the opposite of me in every single way. Um, except for I've the love of animals. I, except for, does she love animals? I don't know. You said in the first and episode alcohol. that you liked animals. I don't have like a love of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. I... Jordy gave us a one to eight scale of how much our characters love animals. What did you put on that? I don't remember. I think I was in the middle. Jordy sent us a questionnaire. I'm pretty sure I was in the middle. Fair. Fair enough. I You're think, neutral about I think animals. Neros was neutral. Fair. Me, Abby, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Easy. Um, where was I going with this? 
that you were not similar oh, opposite of yourself. Yes. And I've said this several times. I don't know if it's ever made it into a recording. The morals and actions of Neros do not align with the creator of the character. <laughs> I would hope so. That, we are yeah. not the same person. Yeah, I, we can vouch for this. But I wanted someone who was a little more fun-loving, a little less traumatized, a little more open compared to what I've been playing for the past three years and I was well, or two years and I was told I could not play a Lero in this campaign. Hey, who told you that? All of you. So I came up with Neros. Well, Except for me. I didn't say anything. I was going to say fun loving in another campaign I run. You had a little bard that was kind of fun, but then oh, she got pretty traumatized she and is drunk got now. Pretty, she's an alcoholic now. Yeah. She's seen some so. things. <laughs> she's not, not traumatic. Oh, but poor, she's poor Poppy. Fun. I... Yeah, that poor girl. I'm sorry, I don't treat my players very well. I know you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I like horror stuff, so it bleeds in. It bleeds in. I know, and that's okay. (gasps) Did you find it? Yes, you did say halfway. Oh, okay, so my memory doesn't suck. So uh, a question I have for you. You said you wanted them to be an orphan. Um, did you talk with Jordy about like what you wanted your family? Because there's no. a, that's what big part of your story right now is family lineage. Yeah, she's so the main thing is that she's looking for her family. As I look <laughs> over at Jordy and he's just doing a menacing hands hand gesture, a menacing hands. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, my main thing for her is that she's looking for her family because all she has is that letter mm-hmm. that you know she's been asking people. Hey, do you recognize this seal? So that's pretty much all she has, and it took her a very long time after aging out of the orphanage to be like, hey, I guess I should actually look for these people that I'm apparently related to. Mm. So, And the rest is on Jordy. Mm. He's come up with pretty much everything else that has happened yeah. to, in her story. Nice. That does make me think. All of our characters, for the majority of the characters, seem to have a lot going on with family stuff yeah was that's that, a weird did you theme. at all like huh? mention that to what? people or did that just kind of happen jordy so i did not coordinate this emerging theme of family with anybody um it wasn't actually until everybody's characters were kind of starting to be like settled and kind of come together that i was like wow this is like a core theme of the story is family like Everybody has this as a part of them. Even Uber, to an extent, has family as like a part of his story. I guess I don't remember that well, bit. So <laughs> Not surprising. So we know, like, I have family. Hamir has a family with the daughter stuff because I wanted to play. I I mostly play characters with families of some sort, and this character was looking. I decided for Irlani is looking for his daughter, and then Abby just said she didn't really. She just wanted to be an orphan. I don't want to be an orphan. Well, your character wanted <laughs> to be. You wanted to make your character. I wanted an to make my character an orphan. The fear I don't really know much about your family stuff or why it's involved, so I don't want to ask too much about it because it feels like it like might spoil stuff. But Jenkins, what made you want to like have a sickly mother? <laughs> and a okay, you need to stop <laughs> accusing us of wanting our. our oh, but where did the idea things? of you like yeah. supporting your family and having like the sickness um, come from? So I, I know we're jumping to a different character, nah, but um, I don't know how much of that I can speak on because um, the reason behind the reason why I thought it was cool <laughs> may not come up until way later. Oh, fair My mother's enough. sick. But this is rad. <laughs> no, so there's like a story reason why she's sick. Okay. But um, I, I really, like I said, I wanted to play with the idea of control and not having any. And uh, I, I knew I wanted um, Alward to have a family. 
Uh, and then you brought up the idea. I was going to have the father just around. And then you brought up the idea of the thing. Him and being dead. <laughs> yeah, and then him being dead. And I was like, okay, that works. And then we got that settled. Um, and... Well, I, no, I actually, um, I think I didn't want him around because I wanted Alward to like have to step in as caretaker. Yeah, and then, kinda, I forget when all that happened. Yeah, the one, which one was first? I, I forget too. But um, so her being sick is really just a way for you to like lose control. You don't yeah, have control over. I, I don't have control of her being sick. I, there's nothing I can do to really prevent it or stop it or do anything. Um, so that's really where that came from. It was originally going to be his sister who was sick, but I was like, I don't know if I want that. And I talked to Jordy about it for like three weeks, <laughs> um, and we settled on the mom. Okay. Nice. Uh, well, I like it. A lot of interesting family stuff. I look forward to finding out more about Zafir's whole family situation. Yeah. As- assuming he is telling the truth, I just remember hearing something about his family and looking for I don't him. even remember what and I said. And then he spoiled something at dinner with me. <laughs> 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 On accident when he found out my wife You said you would forget. Campaign. I don't remember what it was, but I remember that you did it. So we were all a family of clowns. Uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of turned wow. dark. That explains the voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I have some questions. Listener questions. Ooh. From my wife. Oh, she is a listener. <laughs> I asked her if she had questions, and she sent me some. So we're going to go around the table and answer some of these questions. I'm scared. Let's go. Jordy, starting with you, what's your favorite color? It's <laughs> <laughs> not about the a pine green. Getting real deep. Petite. <gasps> oh, you're going the wrong direction. That's also my favorite color. Blue. Nice. Jenkins? What was the question? Your favorite color. <laughs> oh, I love red. Like a deep, deep red. Uh, I love purple. Uh, it's kind of the same color as Jordy's pine green, but pine it's like more. It has more blue in it. Oh, mm. more tealy. No, but not teal. No. no. So like the color of an evergreen in the winter. No. Like a Douglas fir. No. Like Doug Jones. No. <laughs> the color of Doug Jones. <laughs> Look up phthalo green. P h t h a l o. That's a All call right. to action to the listeners. Green. Look up. Phthalo if you didn't green. spell that right. Can you right. spell it again? P- P-H-T-H-A-L-O. <laughs> Jeez, what a word. Phthalo green. Oh. That's a nice green. Ooh, yeah, that is, is a nice green. That's my favorite color. I might have a new favorite <laughs> That's a good color. Apparently, it's got excellent light fastness. I'm going to have to show this to my it's wife. Like she loves zoonite. that green. Hmm? Okay. It's like zoonite. Oh, like, yeah. What? Uh, zoonite. Like zoonite. It's a Zelda thing. That's, that's Jacob talking. I literally talking. just said that I've never played any Legend of Zelda whatsoever, oh, so I, I right. have no idea what that is. Well, continuing along, <laughs> Sven, what's your favorite color? If you have one. Uh, a really rich navy blue. Really? Mm. Mm. Jacob, what's your favorite color? Um, I might have to reconsider Thalo. <laughs> Jacob, get on yes. my mic. Jacob's, Jacob, get up Jacob's here. life has oh, been yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone, this changed. is our editor, Jacob. Welcome to the table. Uh, yeah, like Sam said, my... Whoa, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, you experienced uh, Like it. Sam said, uh, that uh, Thalo Green may have changed my life, but <laughs> I'm going to disqualify that for now and give it some thought. Um, apart from that, my, fav- uh, my, my two favorite colors, depending on my mood, are either a bright, vibrant red or like a light calm like cyan like a sky blue mm. interesting That's, all right nolan our spectator our spectator stealing sam's color? mic uh, 
Uh, I don't know. It's really hard to say to her color. I like the cool colors, blues and greens. I always like those. I tend towards those. You look like a I mean, green person. Thank you. That's rude. <laughs> I've been feeling sick lately. No, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, I tend to go green, but I mean, I like greens, I like blues. I like the cool colors okay. because they're awesome. Yeah. Nice. Nolan is our cool. animal wrangler and Ooh, spectator. That's true. He handles a lot of pets. Should he we does. continue to include them since it's so cumbersome? Who's to say? <laughs> no, I won't. I just wanted that one for fun. Um, all right, her next question. Uh, your favorite characters you've ever played? I think some of them have kind of come up. Abby, Abby's, you, you talked a lot yeah, about Yeah, Abby's is definitely a well, Lero. Yeah. But the Shrouded Throne version. That's true. Well, she's great. We'll follow the normal. So we'll follow the circle I just did, but I'll have a follow-up for Abby. Oh, gosh. Jordy, what's your favorite character you've ever played in these campaigns? And it can't be your gnome who died. <laughs> who crit failed Phantom Pain, was Why it? Why not? That was amazing. <laughs> I was going to say that, his name. What was that weapon called? What was that spell called? Uh, Phantasmal, Phantasmal Killer. killer yeah. You double yeah. crit failed. Double, oh, double my god! And so you instant died. Yeah, he was like flying up in the air. It was a cool moment. And then, and then, fell, <laughs> and then rolled down some <laughs> stairs. <laughs> And got dragged off, off by an evil experiment. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, no, my favorite character that I've ever played was the character with three names that was usually going by the name of Gregory Decker. Oh, your vigilante. Uh, yeah, a swashbuckler vigilante who was in disguise while he was trying to track down the criminal ring that drove him out of his town. And then he died. And then in he a swamp. died. That was a, basically a TPK. Petite. You've had a slew of characters. Which one's been your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> so, funny enough, uh, he's actually a character that I played that wasn't a character that turned into a character that I was DMing, DMing at oh. the time because it was D&D. Um, but it was uh, Agarath. I don't think he had a last <gasps> I name. I remember oh, Agarath. He was my Agarath. favorite person. Did you play as him? Ever. So in one campaign? And then you brought him in as an NPC? So campaign? he started in as... Um, one person in somebody's head out of multiple people. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then I had to kill off 80% of those. (laughs) (laughs) At some point in the story, um, there was a point where we could just switch. um, The person who had the ability to switch me died. So that didn't work out. Um, But Agarath stuck around. He was always in somebody else's body, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was like a weird soul. But then later around. on, I decided to build like a story around him and make a short campaign about it, like a puzzle box type of thing. I was a player in and that. Sam was a player uh, uh, part of it, but it didn't really go very far. No. Um, I still have ideas for it, but uh, he was actually uh, fully fledged, actually. Well, no, he wasn't even in the flesh, was he? It was stuck in a gem. Yep. Wow. Well, he was my favorite person. He was a rogue guy yep jenkins yeah you played a rogue guy what was your favorite you played as a guy who's also played many rogues i've, <laughs> I've played so <laughs> many characters what, i who, who stands out to you not necessarily a favorite unless you have a favorite but who really stands out so i ha- i have like two or three that i can't decide between uh so i'll make mine as short as i can <laughs> Uh, but there's this one that I absolutely loved playing because I love the dynamic between me and another player we had. It was my friend's wife, um, and me and her we have this uh, like back and forth constantly. Uh, we um, and we were playing as brother and sister, and that dynamic oh. just really shone in there, and it was really fun to play. Uh, but then um, 
to like play mechanically in Pathfinder, it has to be Shio. Like that playing a monk is so much fun. He's a good character. He's, it's so much fun. Another shrouded throne. Love. Um yeah. but my he's favorite so fast. He's so fast. Speedy boy. Uh my favorite like personality wise to play was a character who I made like incredibly it wasn't in none of you guys have played in this campaign, unfortunately. <sighs> so your chronal pirate that I've heard about? I know it was uh it was an it was in D and D before they messed the psychic class up and they they had the pre test out. Uh, not the the mystic, the sorry. Mystic. The mystic class. Uh, and I made him like a very power hungry guy, but he wasn't power hungry in the sense that he just wanted power to obtain it. He was power hungry in the sense that he wanted to be the strongest and he wanted to help everybody else be stronger too. And he hated it when people didn't try. And I loved playing him so much, but that campaign died in like a month. So you're saying it wasn't the Leshy that you played in that one one shot that we did. That Leshy was all about having as many Leshies out on the field as possible. <laughs> I just remember I got him it up being to a like potato. Seven or eight. I don't, there's so many Leshies. <laughs> so Sam. Sam. What's your I favorite was, character? I've been thinking the last minute and I'm like, oh man, I love so many of my characters. I know, it's How hard. can you ask the question and then not be able I, to answer it I didn't it ask yourself. the question. My wife asked... Well, my first character that really ever stood out to me was Helter Stormdrum. Oh, I love Helter. I was <laughs> Helter. hoping you were going to say that. Uh, he Yet was a, another person. Another D&D character. Oh, he was a orc. Uh, again, he was a father of a mute, mute deaf, deaf daughter. And uh, he was separated from his wife and his daughter. He was a rogue investigator with the gunslinger. Multi-class? Yes, Jenny. Sorry, real fast. Is it mute and deaf? No, just, just deaf. Okay, just that's what I wanted I couldn't to. remember. You're good. Um, and he kind of led the party for a bit, and then when we moved on to the next chapter, it was literally like, a, we need you to be in charge of the city. So he was like, all right. That was my first time ever retiring a character because it made no sense for him to keep going on. We know So I left blame. him behind. It, it fit the story very, very well. And then also... I want to mention my Call of Cthulhu character I played, Jimmy Harper. I love him. I love Jimmy Harper. He's so he good. He was my favorite photographer, and he was a wonderful little boy who took pictures. Not he was a little boy. He was a man. Yes, Jenkins, are you okay? <laughs> no, I forgot about George. <laughs> jo- yeah. I love well, you George. Nev- you never heard Jordy mention dubs. <laughs> oh, dubs. Jordy, how dare you forget dubs? Well, Dubs has only made two appearances. <laughs> That's true. But he's so good. Uh, sorry to interrupt your thing. No, you're fine. So I played that Call of Cthulhu character for a bit, um, and then uh, he died, sadly. And yeah, that was hard. He liked to take pictures of emotions because he didn't fully understand them. I loved him. They only found out about that cause he, after cool. he died and they found his stuff. But he was, one of my, he was also one of my first characters I ever really connected with. Um, and then one other one I'll quickly mention is from the Shrouded Throne. Which one? Oh boy, no way. <laughs> it's a toss up between my two Shrouded Throne characters in Pathfinder 2E. There's Inglis Cindermore. He was a, Inglis, man. a dwarf oh. ranger with so a good. meteor hammer who came in with Sven's character as a little duo. He ended up becoming a lawyer of sorts for the party. <laughs> he led the group for a bit, left to go find more, more about his family. Came back to the campaign only to get killed. Yeah. But then yeah. I replaced him with uh, Kaisuke oh, Setsunai, so who was a Tian Sha cleric of 
Sukio and Shizuru mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Tiansha, which is kind of like the Asian yeah. fantasy world. That's where Shio was from. Where, where your Shio character is from. And he was just this uh, a lovely, amazing older man, cleric, who kind of already had most of his story finished for him. So he kind of just was a support man for the whole group. And Such a good character. Literally prayed a vampire to death. So good. We're back at Abby, who <laughs> said Alira. What do you want from Specifically me? the uh, Shroud of Throne version. Specifically the Shroud of Throne version. I was going to ask about your Call of Cthulhu character that you really liked. Because you started playing Call of Cthulhu. I did. I did. Which we can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll but talk about her. Um, no, my f- my favorite Call of Cthulhu character was Ingrid Porter. Ingrid Porter. Mm. Love her. For sounded like you said Angered. She Ingrid. Was, what was she? She was a painter who made she a was, deal with something. She was a painter that made a deal with Niar. Nyrothal Tep. Oh, mm. yes. And she, like, literally, to spread his chaos, <laughs> but also to reap benefits from being a very famous painter, she had to create liter- s- just something every single day. And she was only famous because of that deal. Nice. And she broke that deal, and all of her m- fame went away nice. instantly. I loved her. I was in that campaign as Jimmy, and then I died. She and then amazing. I brought in Mort, the mortician. And he died. He <laughs> Night left. time is Mort's Yet another <laughs> I didn't finish that campaign. Um, sorry, sorry, petite. Oh, I forgot the Teco Gecko. That was another one. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about our I didn't Mutants and Masterminds characters that I we loved barely Jeff. played. I loved those two. So those were great. Sven, I think Sven. we'll uh, pass uh, it over. I you. think we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Sven. Who's your a, favorites? As someone who also started playing games around the same time we did, who is your favorite character that you've ever gotten to play? Uh, At, just like all of us, you can only pick one. <laughs> <laughs> but if they died and you brought somebody else in, you can talk about them too. <laughs> I have two characters, really. Okay. Um, Go for it. One for 5e and one for 2e. Um, for 2e, you've all heard about this campaign multiple times. Hang on. You might want to specify 5e of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and oh, you're right. 5e of Pathfinder. Dungeons and Dragons and 2e of Pathfinder. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, for Pathfinder, um, like I said, you, you've heard the reference already, but Shrouded Throne, Woo. Lycos. Uh, he He's oh, such a good character. <laughs> so we've used that name in this uh, in this. That was, that was your ballroom name. That was my ballroom <laughs> name. That was totally not on purpose. Um, no, Lycos was, Lycos was fun because his, he came about because my character died. Which none of us was upset about. Including <laughs> myself. Um, <laughs> we can, we can do that. We can do, we can have that story another yeah. time. Um, but Lycos came about cause I needed a backup character and his entire backstory, everything, which got quite involved, um, started off one idea, like two sentences of he, um, he's a ranger, uh, he's a dwarf, and he has an extremely ornately uh, cr- um, chiseled, or not chiseled, but engraved bow, long bow. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> that was the beginning of Lycos, and he came in with uh, Inglis, in yeah. this campaign, Sam and I both came in at the same time with new characters, and he developed from there to an absolute like 
so much fun. Like I, 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 that was honestly one of the first characters wherever I forgot that I am me and I was actually playing another person, um, in a session, like just full immersion, um, method acting, what have you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but he was really the first character that I, I ever felt that. Uh, for 5e, 5e, uh, my favorite character is actually a character I'm currently playing right now. Oh, not yeah. Seps. Yeah, it's not, oh, not a former um, character. The other... Yeah, and another campaign I'm playing with some some other friends He's from cheating college. He's cheating on us with 5e. I quit. I'm out of here. But his name is Orion Hildegard. It's a good name. And I don't want to do... Um, don't want to talk about too much of his details because a grand, a vast portion of them are actually a secret to the players in that campaign as well. Yeah, <laughs> they don't listen to us. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to take the I chance. Know I mean, a there's, there's a good doesn't. chance that uh, a lot of them may be already revealed by the time this airs, but I'm not going to take that chance because that's part of the fun mm-hmm. of that character is that's that right. I, I get to have those secrets. We'll, we'll say it that way. Cool. Um, oh, what class is he? His uh, Orion. Yeah, he is a warlock. Ooh, nice. I like nice. yeah. He's a warlock. Warlocks are fun. Uh, hex hexblade warlock, to nice. be more specific. Neat. So, um, but he he is definitely another one of those characters where I I forget that I am me and I am immersed in that in that character. So. Awesome. Uh, you done? Yeah. Right, I, I didn't want to cut you off. Or nah, you go, mate. Go. I, I have a question uh, for Jordy. Uh, and it's actually about uh, the campaign we're in currently and not about everything else because this kind of got off track. Um, is there any part in the campaign, uh, and bar- any part that you can tell us about that we missed that you really wish we didn't miss in Chapter 1? So the interesting thing about the way that the I run the campaign, at least, is there are multiple different like i feel like it's the multiverse you mm-hmm. know and it's like choices that you guys make just determines which version of the plot line we're going down and at every point there's always like me going oh it'd be really interesting if they went down this road because then they would learn this and that would push forward this story so like when um, alward and zafir were you know almost getting captured by siggy and you managed to talk your way out of that the rest of the group got in and rescued you We literally had plans for what if they just decide to go with him? They just let him take them downstairs and they just like, well, we're captured now. What do we do then? And I'm like, oh, there's some really cool stuff that's going to happen here. I kind of want that to happen now. I'm sad that it didn't. We should have just stayed (laughs) captured. I remember that because you and Jacob actually had a conversation outside on, hey, how do we get him out of this? I was going to ask when you say we. Who else do you like collaborate with, like to get the story going and have ideas? Yeah, so I have a rule: if you live with me, you can't have secrets about my stories. <laughs> <laughs> you are in on all of the secrets if you live in the same house as me. So, um, I've got Jacob, my brother, who's the editor, and Nolan, who lives in our house as well, and they are like my story consulting team. And I've got other people I will check in with, like you know, my wife. mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam's wife, one of my sisters helps out a lot. She's doing a lot of the art for the show. Um, but I'll run by ideas with them and, um, a lot of like impromptu, like I was not expecting that decision. I'll just grab Jacob and or Nolan and just be like, okay, how do we do this? So two follow up questions. 
well, actually, one of them is not a question. Uh, your sister and his wife do not live in this house. Um, just throwing that out there. The follow-up question is... My <laughs> wife, not his sister's wife. Yes. <laughs> uh, the follow-up question <laughs> is, uh, what if somebody moves out? Do they not get to hear anymore? It's too late for them. They know too much. <laughs> Nolan, we're watching you. He has a Discord chat set up. Oh, I don't actually know if he did. Do you, will, if one, uh, if somebody moves out, will you just set up a Discord chat with him? Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. <laughs> Jordy can't think of all the ideas. All right. Well, that was a fun little Q and A thing. Um, it was supposed to be about the story. Uh, it could have been. It was kind of. This was more of like a check in on characters and who we are. We didn't really talk about the story, right? Yeah, I guess but we did it's talk still kind of fledg- fledgling story. You know, yeah. I don't feel like there's a lot to talk about a fetchling yet. Fetchling story? Fetchlings? There are two of us in it. I so feel many. like a lot of the questions we'll have at this point, my answer is just going to be like, ah, you'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's, that's true. Pretty much how it is. So I think Petite needs to get going. So we should wrap this up. Sven, did you have one last thing or are you just playing with your paddle board? I'm just playing. Okay. Uh, for anyone wondering, we have paddle boards. Yes. Little white boys. We use them so we don't. We're trying to work on not talking over each other as much. It's really hard to do. I'm sure as you tell, noticed in our show, we've gotten better about it. But we have little paddle boards I so we can jump in without everybody being surprised. I really wanted to interrupt you for a joke. I know. <laughs> like, it's really hard. It's hard. I thoughts. wanted to interrupt you specifically because you were explaining how we're trying to get yeah. better at it. But no. um, this was a fun little thing we wanted to we couldn't record full episodes today so we wanted to do this um we want to do more like we have an idea for doing more of these in the future so like really we really love your guys's feedback and we want to hear more yeah if you have little questions that could fall for the story Mm -hmm. maybe if we meet for the second time or just about us as people you're welcome to send them to our email broadcastingatomic at gmail.com you can also dm us at any of the socials mm-hmm. that's also true Link and that, in some the of that information might change in the future so just keep an eye out and let us know and we'll include some more questions in the future i hope you guys enjoyed this and i'll turn this over to jordy to see if he has anything else to go on out uh <laughs> and that's it from jordy so. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no. Just send us your questions. We'd love to do more Q&As. The more questions we have, the more A's we'll have for them. So, yeah, send them on in. We can do more. We were thinking about doing one per book of the story, which there's not a whole lot of books. But if we get a lot of questions, we will do them more frequently. Mm-hmm. Sven? And remember, everyone, have an atomic time. That's a good end. Yay! This has been an Atomic Broadcasting production. Pathfinder, Galarian, and the Lost Omens world setting are copyright of Paizo. More information at paizo.com. Music in the show is from Monument Studios' collection, as well as assorted artists with some original tracks composed by Jordy Haig. More details in the description. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to share with a friend, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. My star druid. I forgot his Your name. star druid? Oh, in our campaign yeah. that we were in? Yeah. Oh, uh, who he guarded got, the crystal? Yeah, he got high on speed that one time. That's true. I, <laughs> Wait, what? In Isaac's campaign. Jorvis. Jorvis. Thank I forgot you. Jorvis Lanker. I love Jorvis.